Welcome to this week's episode of the Divine Lantern. With the blessing of His Eminence, Metropolitan Basilios, the Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese presents a podcast to educate, empower, and enrich. I'm your host, Georgina, from the Nativity of the Theotokos Antiochian Orthodox Church in New South Wales. In this week's episode, we'll be joined by Father Nectarios, who will be providing a message from the Gospel according to St. Luke, where Christ preaches the parable of the sower. This will be followed by short readings from our Philokalic Nourishment series, as well as a selected chanting track. We'll then conclude this week's episode with our series on the lives of the early church martyrs, as read by a reminder of our archdiocese. But first, we would like to begin this week's episode with the morning prayer service or prayers upon awakening. O God, be gracious to me, a sinner. O God, be gracious to me, a sinner. O God, be gracious to me, a sinner. Glory to you, our God, glory to you. O heavenly King, comforter and spirit of truth, you who are in all places and fill all things, the treasury of blessings and the giver of life, come to dwell in us, cleanse us from every stain, and save our souls, O gracious one. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, and to the ages of ages. Amen. All Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. Lord, cleanse us from our sins. Master, pardon our iniquities. Holy One, visit and heal our infirmities for your name's sake. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, and to the ages of ages. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, both now and ever and to the ages of ages. Amen. As we arise from sleep, we fall down before you, O good one. And we cry to you with the hymn of the angels, O mighty one. Holy, holy, holy are you, O God. Through the Theotokos, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Having raised me from bed and from sleep, O Lord, enlighten my mind and my heart, and open my lips that I may praise you, O Holy Trinity. Holy, holy, holy are you, O God. Through the Theotokos, have mercy on us. Both now and ever, and to the ages of ages. Amen. Suddenly the judge shall come, and the deeds of each shall be laid bare. But let us cry out with fear in the midst of the night. Holy, holy, holy are you, O God. Through the Theotokos, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. As I rise from sleep, I thank you, O Holy Trinity, for because of your great goodness and long-suffering, You are not wroth with me, the slothful and sinner. 
nor did you destroy me in my iniquities, but did show your wanted love for man. And when I was prostrate in despair, you did raise me to keep the morning watch and glorify your dominion. And now enlighten the eyes of my mind, open my mouth to meditate on your words and to understand your commandments, and to do your will, and to chant to you in heartfelt confession, and praise your all-holy name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, both now and ever and to the ages of ages. Amen. Glory be to you, O Almighty God and King, for in your divine and man-befriending providence you have deemed me, who am a sinner and unworthy, worthy to rise up from sleep and to enter your holy house. O Lord, receive the voice of my supplication as you receive that of your holy noetic powers, and be well pleased that with a pure heart and in a spirit of humility, praise be offered to you from my defiled lips, so that I, with the radiant lamp of my soul, may also become a communicant with the wise virgins and glorify you, God the Word, glorified in the Father and the Spirit. Amen. O Christ, the true light, who does enlighten and sanctify every man who comes into the world, let the light of your countenance be signed upon us, that in it we may behold the unapproachable light, and guide our steps in the performance of your commandments by the intercessions of your all-immaculate Mother and of all your saints. Amen. Through the prayers of our Holy Fathers, O Lord Jesus Christ our God, have mercy on us and save us. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Let us break their bonds asunder, and let us cast away their yoke from us. Alleluia. He that dwelleth in the heaven shall love them to scorn, and the Lord shall deride them. Alleluia. Then shall he speak unto Oh, 
The reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 8, verse 5 to 15. The Lord said this parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell among the path, and was trodden under foot, and the birds of the air devoured it, and some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of kingdom of God, but for others... They are in parables, so they seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God, and once along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, that they may not believe and not be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, received it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are shocked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. And as for it is the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bring forth fruit with patience. As he said these things, he cried out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. First of all, I would like to thank His Eminence Metropolitan Basilius for this great opportunity during the lockdown. And I would like to thank the people behind the scenes, all the podcast team who are working hard. The reading is so rich today and the parable of our Lord. He explains its meaning and also how it applies in our lives as Christians today. The parable is the story of a man who goes out to sow seed. This is a different way of planting than sometimes we think about. We were very careful when planting a garden to make sure that all of the seeds planted on the good prepared soil. Make sure those seeds were covered with the soil and immediately watered. But the Lord describes in this parable, the soil is prepared. And then someone walks around 
and spread the seed. As our Lord tells us, the seed falls in all sorts of different places, and depending on where it falls, it may have a good chance to grow, or it may have very little chance at all. The disciples, as they often had to do, ask our Lord for an explanation of this parable. The seed is the word of God. This is an important expression. And we would give it the meaning of Christ was going around preaching the word of God to the people. So the word of God is the preaching of the gospel and the word of God is also Christ himself. In our Orthodox tradition, the Word of God is Christ, is the truth, is the salvation, and the gospel that we preach is the Word of Jesus Christ himself. So today's parable, Christ, the fullness of truth, is spread out among all the peoples of the, of the world, then those people have various re reaction. Some are by the edge. They pay little attention to Christ and the devil comes and destructs their minds so they cannot be saved. Some are like seeds on the rock who rejoice the word beginning, begins to grow in their hearts but they develop little maturity and they fall away from the word once they come upon hard times and times of temptation. Some are like seeds among the thorns. They begin to grow, but they are shocked by the cares and concern and pleasures of this world. And they also fell to grow into maturity in Christ. And then some are the good soil where the word of God falls and takes root and grows to maturity, producing much fruit. So the question that becomes, how do I relate to this parable? This provides us with a chance to evaluate our lives in Christ, to repent of our foiling, falling and failing, to redirect ourselves probably toward God. Obviously, we have heard the word of God. We have heard the gospel. We have known the working of Christ in our lives. So which seeds I belong to? Are we like the age hard listening, hardly paying attention and allowing the devil to come and snatch the word from our ears so that we never grow in Christ? This is a very sad situation to be in. And in our Lord's explanation of the parable, he says, these people will not believe and will not be saved. We have to take the word within us 
raising it and allow it to grow. Or maybe we are like the rock, going through stages of excitement and growth, only to lose it when temptation comes our way. This is a place where many Christians find themselves. We grow, we pray, we read, we strengthen our relations with the Christ, but in times of temptation or hardship, instead of running to Christ, we take care of things in our own way and we almost always end up falling away from Christ. Finally, most of us return to Christ again. We are certainly trying, but God has called us to do so much. God can give us so much more. Maybe we are more like the seed among thorns who do some growing for a time, but finally are caught up in the cares and concern of the world. Again, like with the rock, many of us find ourselves here. We began our Christian life with excitement, but eventually we have found ourselves overwhelmed with earthly things, whether it is job, money, positions, children, alcohol, etc. We can have an unhealthy relationship with any materialistic things. All of these things of the world will pass away. All pleasure will end. Satisfaction of possessions and such will eventually wear out. Only the things of God last forever. If we have allowed ourselves to become distracted from Christ and caught up in the cares of the world, this parable is very much a reminder of where we need to be. Finally, the Lord talking to us truly the Lord talking to us through this parable, receiving the word with open ears and heart, keeping it and bearing fruit for God. Give Christ the first place in all things. Build relationship with him so that he can share with us his life. The more we grow in Christ, the more fully he can share his life with us. This is our goal, a goal we need to know and to try for. And as we fall short, as we all do, to repent and to return to God and to once again offer ourselves as living soil for the word of God. May God grant us all good soil rich with grace, so the word of God grows within us for life of the world and for it is salvation. May God always protect your lives and keep you safe in these very hard situations that we are going through. And I hope to see you all once we are reopened again. God bless you. Thank you, Father Nectarios, for that reflective message. And now a reading from the Philokalia, 
Take your weekly spiritual dose and reflect on the words of our Holy Neptic Fathers with this week's Philokalic Nourishment. Just as Adam, through transgressing, became subject to death, so the Saviour, through obedience, put death to death. St. Thalassios the Libyan There is nothing to prevent us from calling a doctor when we are ill. Since providence has implanted remedies in nature, it has been possible for human experimentation to develop the art of medicine. All the same, we should not place our hope of healing in doctors, but in our true Saviour and doctor, Jesus Christ, Saint Daidachos of Fotiki. Just as some snakes live in glens and others in houses, so there are passions which take shape in our thoughts while others express themselves in action. It is possible, however, for them to change from one type to the other. St. Mark the Ascetic On October 17th in the Holy Orthodox Church, we commemorate the holy and glorious prophet Hosea and venerable martyr Andrew of Crete. On this day, we commemorate the holy and blessed fathers who came together for the second time in Nicaea during the reign of the pious and Christ-loving sovereigns Constantine and Irene against those who impiously, ignorantly and foolishly asserted that the Church of God worshipped idols and rejected the august and holy icons. Thy champions, O word, with words as their weapons, turn to flight the foes of their venerable icons. The council met in 787 to refute the iconclast heresy, whose camp believed that all depictions of Christ, his mother and the saints should be destroyed. The iconophils believed that icons served to preserve the doctrinal teachings of the church, and they considered icons to be man's dynamic way of expressing the divine through art and beauty. The council decreed that the veneration of icons was not idolatry, because the honour shown to them is not directed to the wood or paint, but passes to the prototype or to the person depicted it also upheld the possibility of depicting Christ, who became man and took flesh at his incarnation. The Father, on the other hand, cannot be represented in his eternal nature, because no man has seen God at any time. By the intercessions of the Holy Fathers, O Christ God, have mercy upon us. Amen. When the prophet had
The following segment is a reading from the Lives of the Saints, or Synaxarion. We have chosen to continue our collection of readings on the lives of early church martyrs, of which we are thankful to bring a selected number of edifying accounts. We hope that these Synaxarions will empower you to put on the likeness of Christ, as did these witnesses and vessels of grace. On October the 16th, we commemorate Saint Longinus the Centurion. The Holy Martyr Longinus the Centurion, a Roman soldier, served in Judea under the command of the governor, Pontius Pilate. When our Saviour Jesus Christ was crucified, it was the detachment of soldiers under the command of Longinus which stood watch on Golgotha, at the very foot of the Holy Cross. Longinus and his soldiers were eyewitnesses of the final moments of the earthly life of the Lord and of the great and awesome portents that appeared at his death. These events shook the centurion's soul. Longinus believed in Christ and confessed before everyone, truly this was the Son of God. According to church tradition, Longinus was the soldier who pierced the side of the crucified Saviour with a spear and received healing from an eye affliction when blood and water poured forth from the wound. After the crucifixion and burial of the Saviour, Longinus stood watch with his company at the sepulchre of the Lord. These soldiers were present at the all-radiant resurrection of Christ. The Jews bribed them to lie and say that his disciples had stolen away the body of Christ, but Longinus and two of his comrades refused to be seduced by the Jewish gold. They also refused to remain silent about the miracle of the resurrection. Having come to believe in the Saviour, the soldiers received baptism from the apostles and decided to leave military service. Saint Longinus left Judea to preach about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in his native land, Cappadocia, and his two comrades followed him. The fiery words of those who had actually participated in the great events in Judea swayed the hearts and minds of the Cappadocians. Christianity began quickly to spread throughout the city and the surrounding villages. When they learned of this, the Jewish elders persuaded Pilate to send a company of soldiers to Cappadocia to kill Longinus and his comrades. When the soldiers arrived at Longinus's village, the former centurion himself came out to meet the soldiers and took them to his home. After a meal, the soldiers revealed the purpose of their visit not knowing that the master of the house was the very man whom they were seeking. Then Longinus and his friends identified themselves and told the startled soldiers to carry out their duty. The soldiers wanted to let the saints go and advised them to flee, but they refused to do this, showing their firm intention to suffer for Christ. The holy martyrs were beheaded and their bodies were buried at the place where the saints were martyred. The head of St. Longinus, however, was sent to Pilate. Pilate gave orders to cast the martyr's head on a trash heap outside the city walls. After a while, a certain blind widow from Cappadocia arrived in Jerusalem with her son to pray at the holy places and to ask that her sight be restored. After becoming blind, she had sought the help of physicians to cure her, but all their efforts were in vain. The woman's son became ill shortly after reaching Jerusalem and he died a few days later. The widow grieved for the loss of her son, who served as her guide. Saint Longinus appeared to her in a dream and comforted her. He told her that she would see her son in heavenly glory and also receive her sight. 
He told her to go outside the city walls, and there she would find his head in a great pile of refuse. Guides led the blind woman to the rubbish heap, and she began to dig with her hands. As soon as she touched the martyr's head, the woman received her sight and she glorified God and Saint Longinus. Taking up the head, she brought it to the place she was staying and washed it. The next night, Saint Longinus appeared to her again, this time with her son. They were surrounded by a bright light and Saint Longinus said, Woman, behold the son for whom you grieve. See what glory and honour are his now, and be consoled. God has numbered him with those in his heavenly kingdom. Now take my head and your son's body, and bury them in the same casket. Do not weep for your son, for he will rejoice forever in great glory and happiness. The woman carried out the saint's instructions, and returned to her home in Cappadocia. There she buried her son and the head of Saint Longinus. Once she had been overcome by grief for her son, but her weeping was transformed into joy when she saw him with Saint Longinus. She had sought healing for her eyes and also received healing of her soul. Thy martyr outnored in his courageous contest for thee, received as the prize the crowns of incorruption and life, from thee our immortal God. For since he possessed thy strength, he cast down the tyrants, and wholly destroyed the demon's strengthless presumption. O Christ God, by his prayers save our souls, since thou art merciful. Through the intercessions of your saints, O Christ our God, have mercy upon us and save us. Amen. A big thank you to all our listeners as we conclude this week's episode of The Divine Lantern. Be sure to subscribe to our channel on your favourite podcast provider. For more information on our Archdiocese, follow us on our social platforms by searching Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese Australia. Until next week, God bless.